welcome back. I'm Chico. I'm Yam. And I'm Galani. And this is Okay. You know, a blankets was was you so I need to know. We haven't even talked about this. Give me all the information. How hey. was Blankets? Blankets was fire, was fire upon fire. So good. Wow. Who was there? Was Blinky, Drakali, Susanoio, Wangeshi. Yeah. Ethan, Muziki. Those are the guys we got to watch. Charisma. Uh-huh. We watched everyone. What oh, do you yeah, mean? Oh, yeah, we watched Charisma. You're yeah. right. Oh my god, he's so good on stage. Arosh, Arosh was also Arosh there. Arosh also, yeah. It, it was, was a packed lineup. Wow, it was really good. It was so fire. Let me tell Give you, me outfit deeds. What did you wear? Oh, <laughs> I, uh, go to our Instagram Well, because okay, I wanted to wear shorts. Then I was like, I'm not feeling shorts. I want to wear pants. But then I wanted my legs out, and then I didn't want to wear clothes. You know those days where you're just like, I hate clothes. So, what happened is, I went to my closet and I pulled out all my pants. When I tell you they were on the floor, and then I found an old pair of jeans that's too big for me now. Um, but the last time I was giving out clothes, I didn't want to release it because it sparked joy. Wow! Well, <laughs> yes. Do not release it. Oh, yes. So it really just makes me happy. It's the first time. It's a pair of jeans that it was the first time I felt cute when I was big. You know what I mean? So I had an attachment to it. But then I had been on Pinterest. I'm really going in circles. But on Pinterest, there was someone who had jeans and they were showing. It's like they had a side slit. And I was like, I wonder if I can do that. And so what I did is I ripped my jeans side seams. So I was basically wearing shorts, but they were pants because my whole leg was out with my sports bra as usual. Because, you know, my stomach is always out. I'm the proudest stomach ganger. Listen, I don't need to wait for abs to show my belly. You're gonna squish it? Well, it's out. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's Amen. what I want. And I wore a dress from Bloom, they're called. Um, and I was determined to show my back. Hey, my back is really, you know, sometimes when you're like, you're not seeing the gains from the gym. But nowadays, when I look at my back, I'm like, girl, all that blood, sweat, and tears is coming through. So Whoa. my dress was backless. So, uh, and so honestly, Everybody yeah, in my office, you wouldn't see my gym gains. You got respect. <laughs> Let yeah. me tell you, you should go. Please go and watch her reel. Oh, you might not if you have access. Whoa, Nyam's <laughs> in the private. I know. Yeah, if you have but access, go and watch that reel. She looks really cute. Nice. How you should go? How was your week? Um, I think it was good. I had what did I do this week? Actually, hmm. Wow, I've really gone in circles. <laughs> I don't know what I did. That's the I really don't know. I don't know. Was this week's coronas, whatever? I think we were well, just recovering, right. honestly. Yeah. I mean, I think we were just recovering because that week was just so intense. We yeah. were just like, okay, mm. we're done. Um, I did go for dinner with a friend and it was really nice to catch up with her and um to hang out and have like good conversation, you know what I mean? Um, 
I pulled out my fall decorations and changed my house up for fall, nice. which is nice. Um, I have two new lamps in my house. My wow. Oh, yeah. cute. So I started this thing. Well, I do this thing. It may be toxic, but it works. Um, I put things in my Amazon cart and don't like buy them. I don't check them out. So whenever my husband wants to check something out on Amazon, if it so happens to be my things in the cart, go ahead, check <laughs> them out too. That's so, actually smart though, because if you put yeah. them in the cart, it stops you from doing that thing. You know where you're just like, this is my problem when I'm shopping online. I'm like, that red is so cute. Oh, I like it in green, even black. And then Yam just ends up getting so much shit because I'm like, so... <laughs> I was on the internet <laughs> and I yep. had access to a card, you know. Exactly. So, oh, but this week was also International Podcast Day. Podcast Day, yeah. Which was really fun. Yeah, um, and congrats on your panels, panels, girl. Thanks. Yeah, you've been having multiples and multiples. Actually, those ones, I'm taking all of them because I planned all of them. No one's going to take that one from me. So, yes. even the ones I wasn't on are my panels. Yes, girl. Love that I'm for tired you. of being humble. Humility is killing me, people. It's killing me. And I'm <laughs> choked. Do you, ever, do you ever put your panel stuff on your story? I put on my story on Instagram. I put on my story on Instagram, but I have a Instagram podcasting in Africa for podcasting things. Because I feel like, you know, like how your sibling has her Instagram for publics. Yeah. I feel like sometimes I don't want to overthink my content. So it just makes it easier to split those things because they're especially, very, like, it's so big. They're such big ideas. It's just easier for me to split them. Yeah. Um, also, because I feel like the version of me on my own Instagram, um, I feel like people can't handle, and I don't have to Not safe for work. Oh, my God. Is it that I oh, know wow. something more than you guys? <laughs> it goes but down it's corporate lingo. No, it's not. That's I'm very young and hip. That is a very cool. It's like a nini, how you say immediately just no, 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 no. Let let her let her explain to me what cool is. She's how do you say what? Hip. She said she's young and hip. Stop her. A I Y K Y K. If you know, you know. You know, that's like the cool lingo. <laughs> For us cool guys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as an uncool person. <laughs> I think it's for work. It's just no. I feel like as babe, you no know, babes. People see you on Nini, and they just feel like that person should show up or something. It's like if I'm hype on my story, they're like, "Why aren't you that version?" I'm like, "I don't know you like that. Get out of my face." Exactly. I saw a TikTok once for if you saw me on on social media, that person doesn't work with you, so mm. don't expect that person in the office. You know, so that's yeah. why I separated them because that babe makes sense. <laughs> she ain't the one. Sometimes we need separation. True. Correct. Separation of church and state separation. I don't know why that became political. <laughs> Go ahead and had in the wheel. Blanket, who I think right now is just like, who is this babe? What version is this I met? You know? I'm just like, she's for right. Anyway, well, Nyam spins the wheel. Um, Nyam, Gadani, did you get her any babes? How's it looking? Did you find anyone at Blankets? Nah, blankets this time was not lit in that sense. 
Um, there was a guy over there who had Moshaino on his legs. Wow, he had real <laughs> moisturized. <laughs> his legs look like just his legs. They look like you know those videos. I get so lonely. Hey, you know how they just <laughs> that guy was that guy's legs. Let me tell you. And then it was dusty. We were like, guy, imagine now when he gets home, how dusty his legs will be because. Hey, that just Mr. Have you ever just seen dust doing and quamine? <laughs> like he had a layer um, at the end of the day, if you did for him, like it's just a layer of dust. Anyway, other than that, there was nothing else there for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, the the thing didn't cry and you have not sung. You have to sing. Like a record spin, 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 spin. Mia. Mia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we landed on, on my wall. Ooh. Like it's been a while since we did that. I know. On my wall is Mark Wahlberg. Um, yes. Tell us. So Let me tell you. I thought Zuckerberg. I was like, girl, what? <laughs> I'm with you now. We are together. Let's go. Mark Wahlberg is on my wall this week because if you don't know, I train um the gym that I go to is called F45. Um and that's the kind of training that I do. It's worldwide. And Mark Wahlberg is one of the main investors in F45. So every so often, because this is the kind of like circuit training that he does, like athletic, whatever training for his movies and everything. So every so often we have Wahlberg week. And Wahlberg week is seven days of workouts that he designed. So not oh. their head trainer or whatever, but him personally. Um, and hey, let me tell you, Wahlberg Week is stressful. Yeah. <laughs> so much. It's so hard. Um, yesterday we had nine stations doing things like burpees and everything, 30 seconds in between um, for break. And between when you're resting, you're doing five push-ups. So you could what? go from doing burpees for a minute and 30 seconds, and then you're doing push-ups before you do your ab station. So it was really high intensity interval training. Yani heat. Heat. The hard one. I got home and I felt like I had been heat. Heat. By a train. I'm so upset. I'm so upset at you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. That's so welcome. welcome. <laughs> wow exactly so it was a lot it was a lot um i'm probably gonna go back today for more separations um but it really pushes your training when he designs these weeks so okay. it's fun that's cool yeah. nice Gadash? um on my wall this week is oscar whoa ozzy <laughs> wuzzy yeah he just turned six and i'm just like Okay, my baby is so old. And then he's so cute. And then he's really kept me sane. I was just thinking about it when I was just like, the last month when I was really just ready to throw it all away. The way he just comes, you know how Oscar comes and leans on you and then he puts his head and I'm just like. <laughs> so my baby is on my wall because he's really, I always say he's my sanity, but like for real, that, that child. Your sanity? Get out of here. Keep Back it rolling. Keep it rolling, girl. I'm so proud. Cancel. Tomato. 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 Potato. Potato. Tomato. Tomato. No. 
anyway, yeah, so gonna my hate. they are my motivators. <laughs> wow, that's the problem. Because now you're gonna stay motivated because I must stay hearing. Okay. <laughs> wow. Stop it. <laughs> anyway, so and my wall is my baby because it's like he has really come through for me. He's oh, I love him so much. Anyway, Oscar is Aww. on my wall. That's who's on my wall. Yambush. I'm so sorry that I she she got a comeback, but uh, on my wall is Calendria. Calendria Roland. She's on a roll. She has been I on have my neck. What did she do? Goddamn, she's in she's in Paris. What's that? Oh, hey, the short hair. Let me tell you, she's destiny's child. Wow. Period. She's yeah. destiny. Forget it. What children? Actually, you're right. She's hey. destiny, the mother. Wow. She's destiny. She is. Let me tell you. I and the thing about it too is I I saw like a few posts down also. She was wearing a really brown like a brown outfit. And when I looked at her back, I was like, that is the goal. You know, like just <laughs> Kelly is killing Musco it. after Musco after right? Musco. Most um, porn. Yeah, I feel like in terms of her fashion choices, she's just top, top on top of top like I love it. Um, and her body goals. I think she also just gives such a positive energy. I feel like even her content, I love to watch it. It's not, it doesn't feel pretentious or, you know, I just, yeah, I'm really feeling Kelly Rowland, man. She's a whole lot of woman. She's, she's, she's every woman. Okay. It's only her. Even wearing another top where like it was entirely sheer. Like her nipples are just out. I was like, I never expected it, wow. but I love it. From Kelly. Wow. I said, wow. What a She's thing. a new man. She's I don't know what's happening in her life right now, but I love it. I think it's that, that, that's 40. See, it's they 40. are all around hitting that 40. Yep, yep. It's, it's that it's knocking 40. on the door 40. So basically, yeah. next year, you can expect me to have my nipples out at blankets. Period. We love it. Mm. Thank you. Why you always lying? Why you always lying? Oh my mm, god! Oh my god! Stop fucking lying! Yeah. Thank anyway, you. we can hope. We can dream. <laughs> I ain't gonna waste my time on either of those options. Just <laughs> <laughs> need to bring us back to her. Yeah, for sure. If it was she, anyway. I'd have been like, "Yes, thirty, let's go." Nyam, in Nairobi, maybe a less. Nyam, if you move, if you move, yeah, I'm not America, about my boobs. My boobs don't like coming out, but my legs will always be out. That's that's a guarantee for no. sure, for sure. But I'm like, if you said that, I'd be like, cool. If Nyam, like in Nairobi, if we were in South Africa, even yeah. if take me to Tanzania, okay, in Nairobi, <laughs> I'm sorry. If we go you said my nipples belong in Zanzibar. Whoa, I I receive <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy like i always see these dresses um these sheer dresses that have like underwear type underneath and then it's like black mesh over and then it's I like a hey, abla, abra um thing on top and i'm like oh my gosh they're so pretty i wish i had the confidence to wear that but to me unless you're taking me to a pool party in nowhere, we're going with my whole blanket, but I don't think I can. Fi- like, I need to find the sheer thing. So, if I find one, blankets December for sure is gonna be me. 
in black like black underwear and a sheer top. When's blanket December? On 17 the 17th. December. 17th? Whoa. 17th. We can make it a plan. Let's wow. do it. Let's start praying for Anjiko's wallet so she can go for blankets. Hallelujah. Anyway. Overflow. Overflow, saying overflow into our wallets because we don't want to be broke around. Her. No, no, I'm not going to have broke bitches around me. Amen. Amen. Okay. So you say amen, amen. then. Amen. What's the point of the Thanks. Okay, continue. I was just getting into the episode. Damn. Do it now. Let's get, get into it. Answers. We hope you enjoy <laughs> Hello, everybody. Today we're gonna talk about. <laughs> Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you, you and me. me. Oh, if you'd rather, sorry, um, trigger warning for everyone out there. I'll make love to you. <laughs> that trigger warning. Wow. <laughs> that trigger warning for yum and yum only. Okay. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> men, you know how feel about that. If you don't know. Go to our YouTube channel. Find out how we feel about it. Because, oh my God, am I over it? No. Anyway, we're talking <laughs> S-E-X, sex. Wow. You know, when we were young, we couldn't say that word out loud. <laughs> you had to, if it was in a yeah. song, you'd do. And then let the sex word go. Continue. But now that we are adults, praise the Lord, we can say sex. Anyway, I want to start my episode today. With a question to my sisters, it is um, on sex education. Okay. And this is my question. One theory speculates that the motion of a penis, another word we can't say now, thrust inside <laughs> a vagina. Like oh, penis. What do you want me to say? Yeah, you call it penis. <laughs> yeah, it's a penis. <laughs> I'm a Kenyan, guys. Listen, I want to say penis for my Kenyan. <laughs> Be black okay, and said, like in the first few <laughs> seconds of this episode. I'm done. Guys, it's my episode. I am I'll so say done. it's my time. I must say what I won't. Okay, fine. I'll read it like an American. One theory speculates that the motion of a penis thrust inside a vagina evolved from the reflex intended to a sexually satisfy the partner, b ensure proper semen transferal. C, protect a protective technique during cold weather. <laughs> Somebody say coughing season. D, wow. remove the spam of the competitors. Chico, what do you think it is? <laughs> Sexually satisfied wow. partner, proper semen transferal, protective technique for cold weather, or remove spam of the competitors. What do you think is the answer? I'm leaning do, towards do, C do, 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 do. because I don't music for me. I can't. I can't <laughs> think with music. It's fine. You said I'm for cold weather. One. I, I want to say for cold weather because no. C or D? Pick one, surely. Oh. C. Cold weather. Okay, cold weather. Yum. Final answer. Satisfied much now? Oh, no, but they could be, they could be, you know what I mean? <laughs> Remember <laughs> it. <laughs> God. No, no idea what you are saying. Nobody has a clue what you are talking about. <laughs> what is you know when you're blowing the back and forth? What are you blowing? The neighbors, semen. 
Oh my god. Which one? Like I'm thinking because that was the option D, right? Let me go to Nyam as you think. <laughs> it's okay. Or, Let it be the name. That's neighbors. what I'm saying. You're removing the competitor. Like you're like you're bl- not blowing, but like you know when you are wiping a table, like if it's dirty, when you take a kitamba and do like this. <laughs> Isn't that the same motion? Anyway, whatever. What's your favorite answer? Answer. answer? Okay, yeah. <laughs> What's your answer? answer? I think mine is gonna be B. B is the one for like maximum B? cement nini. Proper transparent. Yeah, I'm gonna say that. B. What's the answer? Yeah. The answer, thank you for coming. Thank you for the question. The answer is D. As she was saying, You see, I was telling you. And this, yes. Okay. What do you mean? Is the D? And he, let me science. Are you ready for this? So, let me tell you. No, let me tell you, Nyam, because she doesn't understand me. Whatever. Change first. I have to say, it's perfect that the answer is D. Okay. Okay. Take it. I can't take it. Let's go. Hey, you are saying what? Uh huh. You see, like when you take a kitamba or like a cloth to wipe a, a surface, you go back and forth, back and forth. So if I was trying to remove a competitor's um, sperm, surely is that not the process that I would use the back and forth? Correct. Is so it? here is what it is. That was what I was trying to say. That okay. was the... <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> so scientifically, they say, as uh, you know, like evolution... When they say size doesn't matter, the helmet of a penis is what matters because the ones with the bigger one were able to displace more of their competitors' sperm. So whoever can displace gets theirs to the fertilization. And what it tells me is that women should have had competitors oh. in them. Do you understand? <laughs> <where> I'm... <laughs> um, I'm just... In conclusion, Gazani is like... <laughs> The two things I want you to take away from this are one size matters. One size matters. Not in the way that you think of breadth, length, and whatever. It's the size of the helmet. Two women as per evolution. Okay. We're not talking religion. We're not talking, oh my mom said no, no. Evolution. <laughs> where the best version, because the person who could displace the most was considered, you know, like how lions fight, the one who fights and wins is the one who has the best children. Therefore, the one who could displace the most competitor's sperm was considered the best person to be a father, okay? Therefore... That's so interesting. So wild. I know, isn't it wild? But I just want you to know that we have been taught as women that you must be faithful and have one partner. And as we go into this conversation from science, <laughs> this was science, I just wanted to start with... I wanted to start my conversation with a space of education. Um, <laughs> I welcome comments, but science is on my side. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you for this fact. We hope because science. <laughs> and by we, I mean I. Thank you. So I wanted to ask you guys, right? Um, I know we didn't grow up as scientists. We're not of the Scientology. I don't even know if Scientology say that. Let me not bring that upon myself. Tom Cruise might come for me. But growing up like as an African in the church, my first question for you guys would be, 
how was the sex conversation how was sex introduced to you like when was the first time you found out about sex um yeah that's my question shiko um for me it's funny because i think i've actually had this conversation with mom um we were going back and forth a couple of months back not like within the year we were talking about it because in my memory i don't remember having that conversation i don't remember being sat down or told like um this is what sex is or this is how it's done or anything like that if anything that conversation was avoided but um i want to say from her perspective she told me that she did teach me about it and it was very evident from that conversation that we had recently that her teaching me about it was saying that women carry a child and um when people get married she bought like these books that um I, th- I guess it was part of like our Bible study or whatever it is, you know, like how mom used to buy us these, um, she had a subscription to books for devotions. Mm-hmm. I think it was the same company. What are they called? They used to be called YPs. Like the, yeah, 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 the, yeah. Where the they devotional. Different ages. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Different ages, devotionals. Um, I think at a certain point, maybe one of those books or that same company had put out like a, education thing on sex but i have no recollection this is just me speaking from a conversation i had with mom more recently mm. and of your recollection what, i found what out was your introduction on what you remember my introduction was um just life you know school where you start to touch touch people or oh, boys why are you start touching people having, in school oh, the devil is a liar boys start having <laughs> um <laughs> there i mean you know how it is like kids start like talking about it and then um i obviously grew up in a time day and age where there were like talk shows going on oprah was on tv mm-hmm. tyra was on tv tyra, Lake yeah. was on tv all wow. these people were having those conversations jerry springer you know what i mean mm-hmm. like so you just get information and it's so unfortunate because now you go into like when i was that late like i would say fifth grade until through high school, middle school, whatever, those years where you are going through puberty. In my generation, American Pie and all these movies were coming out, you know? So such a wild, wild, not realistic images or views on what sexual experiences or sex is like. Um, That's kind of where I would get my knowledge. And then boys start watching porn because, again, I grew up with the internet being very handy. You know what I mean? Um, You start seeing different things. Yeah. So that's kind of how I learned about it. Yam, what was your introduction to sex? Nice. Um, Thank you for that question. Uh, (laughs) Please, it's not your dictionary moments. Just... okay. (laughs) so to be honest i can't think of like one specific moment but i can tell you the ones that stand out for me so i think when we were in study five standard d5 i think in class five um at some point is where they kind of introduce uh from a biology perspective 
um, sexual intercourse. So it's like in the book, you see the ovaries, you know, like it's actual like fallopian tubes, you know, like the anatomy. Drawing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that's the first time and around that time. Yeah, around that time is where they're also introducing or having these people coming to talk to you about periods so you're aware that you can get pregnant um, because now you're a woman of childbearing age. Um, Or, you know, like your period means that you can get pregnant. That's really the significance of the period, um, that kind of vibe. Um, And then also I remember, (laughs) I mean, we also had like boys in school having porn but ours was magazines uh we were before the <laughs> what a playboy we were before wow. the age what a cut out. Uh, yeah, what yeah, an yeah. age gap so it was for hiding those two magazines you know as we are babes of the playboys um nini that's that's where we would see but you see even then it wasn't like ex- yeah it wasn't like explicit sex <laughs> it was Pamela. just like nakedness you know what i mean yeah in those, in those yeah. times when it's like a magazine mm. and of course there were also like vcrs being passed around but i was never in like in the squad <laughs> videotape <laughs> stop it <laughs> literally i have Jesus. myself but you know you like someone being like the vcr you know, someone being like they recorded porn over their dad's tape of something, you know, because it was also not that easy to find. And it was yeah. always just like a guy type thing. So, I mean, unless you saw the magazines, really, there wasn't much that you would learn about it. Um, and then, of course, I think older, like into high school, now I started to hear it like at church. So we would have things like conferences and camps and where it's like okay how far is too far was the biggest question you know like you're catching rubs you know just say no you know like that's like when things of like first base second base third base start being introduced you know like when have you seen you know like we're doing everything except the thrusting of competitor competitor spam you know but (laughs) yeah displacing (laughs) <laughs> displacement yeah um so i think around that time and you know in those days of our time we had this movement of i i i choose life is it i choose life I, um nimechil there was also nimechil nimechil which was uh let me tell you the government used to have some public service ninis Does nimechil yeah, i feel did a really good job with that yeah everyone was like this but we in the nimechil, background yeah. <laughs> What those things were? Oh, yeah, let me not say what I was going to say. Yeah. So, but we used to have true love weights was the movement, you know. I so still have my. I still have my. Yeah, I remember the like marriage cards. Yeah, we had like cards at conferences to be like, you know, I'm going to wait for my husband. You know, pledges. Yeah, you give it you to know, him on the wedding vow, night and say yeah. I wait. We also oh, wow. had the movement of like purity rings at, at that time, you know. So <laughs> sex was very <laughs> much uh, <laughs> sex was very much uh, either for pregnancy as an oops or in the confines of marriage for it to be something that is good. That's the way that's the education that I have around it. It was like for procreation. And marriage. I feel like to put it into perspective also, when you were growing up, there was also 
a lot HIV and AIDS was mm. also the biggest thing. True. You know what I mean? So like yeah, that yeah. abstinence talk and everything and condom use and everything. Yeah. That's how the ABCs. The, the approach. Yeah. So oh, yeah, really? I grew up in the in yeah. the time where Abstain. the breakout of HIV was really heavy. So it was like uh the ABCs were abstain. Um, I don't remember what was the second one? was use a condom. Yeah, I, I forget what B was. was, but like all the communication was around, even sex was like, you're either going to be sick. That's why I'm saying sex in the time I was growing up was like procreation, sickness, uh, you know, or now like marriage. Uh, but the thing that never translated to me ever was pleasure. Never. It was everything other than um so you know, uki freak bila socks, no diggy no dig in, in the trip. You know that was the trust condom ad those days. You know, like wow. yeah, translation. Yeah, if you, you have sex, have sex without, a, without condom, a condom, you have you have fucked up, tripped. Yeah, it's your your mistake. You're bad. You done fucked yeah. up. Before I answer yeah. the question, yam, um, mm-hmm. I need you to tell us two things. One, what is a VCR? For the young people, and yeah. also too, what is catching rubs again for the young people? <laughs> so VCR, over to you. Oh, thank you for that question. Um, a VCR is <laughs> I want to say video. I don't know what the C right. is. Video C recorder. So before a DVD, maybe even I've taken them worse. Anyway, it's what we used to watch movies on um it was like a tape that you put into a vcr which is now the the thing that you play the tape on um and images would come up (laughs) images movies and songs (laughs) would come up um maybe we can put a picture in the stories actually you know based on the median age of our podcast i know everyone knows what a vcr is so this just makes my brain has farted I, i've never felt like i had to explain it before but we'll put an image up when this episode okay. drops so that's vcr um number two catching rubs was slang at the time for um um like foreplay Hey, even now making out, so hey, sure, making out. Hey. Wow. Hey, you said wow. <laughs> jesus <laughs> I'm under uh-huh. pressure. Come on, give me some, Nini. <laughs> give me some. Anyway, it was yeah. Some rubs. So making out, making out is basically catching rubs, caressing, and like thigh rubbing. You know, boob rubbing. Wow. Okay. Over rubs. to you, Gazani. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, I don't remember after having. Rubbing, we just need to move on. We really do because I don't remember having the conversation. Honestly. I feel like it was introduced to me. I remember especially Tyra Banks was very big on those. Your daughter has been having, she's 13 years old and she's sexually active and she'd be like, (gasps) and it really was a gasp situation, especially because like us guys grew up in the church. So take out like African culture on its own. Like, oh my God, the church. And you know, the thing about the church is also what we were taught is, let me tell you, I feel triggered even saying this. I give a trigger warning. Men are physical. Women are emotional. 
and it was sold to us that sex is a thing boys want, but it's our fault as women if they want it. And I remember like even like getting in trouble at church because I was wearing like a spaghetti strap and I was told my shoulders What's meant... What's wrong? What do you want, Papa? Tell me. He really is just saying stories. Um, <laughs> he has... I don't know what he wants is the truth. But like, yeah. So um, it's that podcast. thing. He just wants us to know he's here. He said we talked about Maria. So it's his moment. Um, but like, it's that thing of... Uh, it's my fault if sex happens. So I need to be overly aware about what I'm wearing, how I'm presenting, because men do not have any filter or knowledge or ability to stop themselves from anything. It's completely up to me to stop it. So like Nyam said, it was fear-based. It was, I'll get pregnant and I'll shame my family, not even like I won't be able to raise a child and I'll be young. It's like the shame you'll have brought upon the family. Mm-hmm. And doesn't help that like for us guys, our father was a deacon. <laughs> yeah. in a it's church shame on the so family like an excommunication from church because at that time it was very real that she would be kicked out of the church for correct a child and it wouldn't 100%. be the ma- like the boys the father of the child didn't matter it would be my fault because how did i catch the spam you know like what was i doing like what was i wearing like it, it was ma- that skirt mm. yeah it was the seduction it was the size he yeah, it was the thing. It's not even cleavage. It was shoulders. Like in church, let me tell yeah. you. Yeah. Mm. In church, it was like you showed your neck. It's like he could see your collarbone, and it's just like it's your fault that the collarbone led him into temptation. You know, it was never a thing of. There's no responsibility first on the guys, so it was completely solely our fault or our responsibility. And then also, like Nyam brought up earlier, it's like the second you become, you have your period. You stop being a girl, you become a woman, which makes no fucking sense because you're like 11. How am I a woman at 11? Please. I'm still trying to play Kati. If you don't know what Kati is, Nyam will be back later to tell us what that is. But like, you're still playing games. You're still like in this space of being a child. But for some reason, the world suddenly looks at me just because my reproductive organs are in a position to hold, to bear child. Yuck. I become a woman and I thought like that was the concept, like that was the only thing we ever learned. So sex for me as an introduction, I don't remember when it happened, but I remember it was fear-based and I couldn't do it for two reasons. I'd get pregnant uh, or I would die. At that time, you know, like there's no, Mm. if you had AIDS or HIV, the option was death. So it was like, you're going to die if you do this thing. So that was my introduction to it. But now, based on that, and how it was introduced to you, have you had anyone or a thing that has significantly changed or impacted your understanding or perspective of sex as a woman, specifically? We can only speak as women, as we are three. But has something happened that changed your perspective? Or influenced it? For me, honestly, I would just say number one is growing up. Um, Growing up and leaving my environment, like my immediate environment, and discovering things for myself, having to 
figure out resources and all that stuff for myself um because just talking from like first of all a reproductive and health perspective being an adult responsible for yourself i had to go find a gynecologist i had to go find all these things if i when i when i wanted to go on birth control i had to figure it out myself or whatever it is so i think growing up and leaving made me responsible for myself in that way so i had to if i wanted to know how something worked i had to actively go out there and figure it out and research it um other than that i mean half of that growth would happen just with growing up um but i also feel like leaving my environment helped um other than that living here in particular the reason i brought it up is because it's such a america is such a sexually liberating place if you will mm-hmm. um you have your freedoms to express yourself or whatever i mean there's still a lot of places that you can't go you can't wear certain things you'll be looked at a certain way for expressing yourself in certain ways but for the most part when it comes to like the topic of sex and whatever it's more casual mm, yeah. it's not this taboo topic mm. it's like something everyone does and everyone has because honestly that's factual everywhere in the world you know what i mean yeah it's just such a normal part of life i don't know why it was refreshing to step away from a place where it was just like this subject that we don't talk about outside of like what gadoni said those constraints of like health or, or even yunyam you said health um or pregnancy reproduction yeah. and um pregnant and yeah but I think that's what's impacted me the most. I I can't really think of like a specific person or a specific event that's impacted me but like just being in this American space and being away from home. Interesting. Yeah, and you and I ask also specifically because I know a lot of times when we have the conversation in the African context it's like your bridal shower and you're told you must do you know and because you married young <laughs> yeah and the towels and everything you know so what because especially because you married young is there like a particular um thing that like in, impacted your view on sex even as a young like braid for example mm. okay So I think for me and I've shared this before I think in the podcast coming from that kind of teaching around sex I think my perspective of sex was very guilt driven yeah because I was like for me to have lustful or you know desire was like a sin against God so I I remember going into sex as like such a abomination in the sense that every time i would feel that way you know i'd be like oh my god you know i'm moving away from god you know like those kinds of my association with it was very just like what i've explained of how you grew up in the church so for me i found it difficult even like now even when you're in the marriage where it is supposedly the place that it should be happening switching off that guilt 
vibe was still very difficult for me. It still didn't feel, um, oh, finally freedom. It still had that connotation of, damn, you know, it, it took a while to get out of that thinking of, oh, I guess it's cool now that it's allowed now, now yeah, it's allowed, explain. you know? Um, so there's that perspective. And then I think also, cause I married young and I mean, like you haven't really had the conversations around sex. And I remember like one, cause I had three showers, but at one of my showers, I remember one of the aunts being like, do you know how to hula hoop? And I was like, mm, yeah, I guess. And they gave me a hula hoop and I was like, okay. They were like, just hula hoop we see. So I was like, okay. So I hula hooped Kidogo. Then they're like, yeah, so those are the movements you need to make. And I immediately switched off because oh? I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my goodness. Not so sure sometimes in as, much as I, in as much as I'm like, showers, they give you like weird information. I'm like, maybe sometimes it's also who you're receiving the information from. So even if maybe their intention was for me to have pleasure through that conversation, I was just like, I cannot receive it from you. Um, but the other thing that I found interesting is the context in which many people will tell you about sex, especially as you're getting married, is always from the perspective of your husband or your man, you know, you should please him when he needs you give him, you know, like it's, it's very centered around and, and maybe similar to what you are saying about men are physical, you know, it's almost like if you don't give him, why are you surprised that you would seek it elsewhere? You know, that kind of, I mean, and no one is ever as explicit as that, but there's always this vibe that, your man will want sex more than you. So put out, mm. you know, um, part of being a wife is having sex when you don't want to, you know, cause they'll tell you things like, don't say you have a headache, you know, prepare yourself in your mind throughout the day, even if you're not ready, you know, stuff like that. So a lot of the doctrination around, That's wild. yeah, around, well, and it still happens though. It Those still happens today. Yeah. It's like, it's a servitude, you know? So, you're bringing yourself even when you don't want to. It's for him. It's for his pleasure. And then now the the more like um, I guess forward thought is make sure that you also look out for your own pleasure in those moments. Um, but really, it's we are at we are at his mercy. We are at on his schedule when he wants. You give, um, and even things like after. After sex, now it's your responsibility to like clean him up and you know stuff like that. Because hey. that's what you get told, girl. You know, like you've never anyway. I don't know if you, you didn't have a shower like this. You get given like pegs no. and towels. Pegs. Wait, what are the pegs to hang those two small towels? The, the even thermoses because <laughs> oh you're told you should have hot water by your bedside every every um at any moment just being ready because what's the spontaneity in this sex you have to be like wait i get my hot water in towels <laughs> no but no, if he wants see, it, this is the thing a good wife should yeah, have a, i'm like a, but a, if he just shows up and he wants it you should be like oh i should just have a thermos oh. beside my bed with yeah, hot water. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah so it was things like that that i was just like that this is why I the, the communication was always his pleasure his timing his 
perspective. Um, and I still feel like the unfortunate thing about showers, um, especially when they're older people, even when they're singers in, in like UG, whatever, it's still very him, that pers- like uh, yeah. patriarchal mm. kind of perspective. Um, so I think coming into my own, it was to realize that no one is thinking about me but me. Hmm. I mean, Period. if you have a good uh, partner, then they're thinking about you as well. But in in those conversations, it became apparent to me that they're also being um, they're being brought up in a way not to think about your pleasure because it's not up to them. Their lusts are based on your clothing. You know, their desire is based on action you know um they can't help themselves if they want sex now they must have it now you know there's that kind of whatever we're being told the opposite of is probably how they're being indoctrinated as well so um i mean i think it's only as i grew up later that i was like oh actually for for I, i mean i guess for good men it's also important to them that their person is experiencing pleasure you know or satisfaction Mm. um so but i think that impacted my how it impacted my own sex life is that i wasn't very vocal about like my needs or what i want um because i was just in i was there for the rage you know like if it happens great if it doesn't well um or it's up to me you know like that kind of perspective i think it's in like chico was saying growing up is where you're like oh actually Kumbe, friend. So that you don't even know you have a need or it's a, it's a consideration that part yeah and you yeah. gathers i feel like what impacted my view on sex was a lot from my friends and my peers it's the i guess it's also leaving home that allowed it to be because I was like in Uganda for a while. And I think being there, I know it's not like Uganda. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It's because you're with people who are quote unquote adults. Because mm. everyone's over 18. There's a vibe, it's different. And so it kind of burst the bubble that I'd been in for so long because my life in Nairobi revolved around family and the church. And you know, like it's just like a certain circle of people that be around and we're all indoctrinated in the same sense and we all believe quote-unquote the same things and so it was being around friends who had had different experiences that allowed me to be like oh let's test this theory you know or having friends who grew up in the same space who were i i don't say sexually active but um (laughs) yeah 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 but it wasn't like a bad thing they hadn't been like they hadn't died, you know. They hadn't gotten pregnant. They hadn't been struck by lightning. And it's actually now those friends who are like, okay, this is what a condom is like. This is where you get them. This is what I remember. The first time I was buying condoms, it was for my friend's first bridal shower. It wasn't even for me. And I remember like the absolute shame in my body, just standing in the lane, just being like, Jesus, please let my parents' friends not come into this place and find me <laughs> buying condoms because now they'll think I'm a slut. You know, like that just absolute mm, fear. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, why should there be that much fear in protecting? Like, isn't protection a good thing, you know? But the thing 
that I realized is we were not taught protection. The reason we don't know B is because abstinence is all you needed to know mm. and all you needed to aspire to because fuck B and C, you just needed to not have sex, you know? And it's the journey. I think it's been a lot of friends. Um, It's finding people who have gone through like what Nyam was describing where it's purity culture. It's like you've been guilted into this thing of I'm a woman and it's my hymen keeps me closer to God. Wow, I used hymen. <laughs> anyway, but <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> oh my God. But like, if you even think about, no, but if you think oh about it, my we were taught like even in history class how traditionally um, but she's right. it's true. cultures used to, on your wedding night, you had to sleep with your husband and if it you didn't bleed, there would be a whole, you know, like it was like a ceremony, part of like your traditional ceremony for marriage would be we need to prove that she has been kept well and you had to bleed, you know. And I remember like in high school where someone was like, oh, this girl and her boyfriend have been having sex, but they're about to get married and their culture expects that still. So he had planned how he would have, I don't know if it was a chicken, like they had this whole elaborate plan to ensure that the blood would, you know, I'm just like, it's going through those things where until I had conversations like that and then you realize when you read that your hymen could be dropped when you're climbing a tree or riding a bike and you're now you're like, oh my God, my whole fate is lying on a thing that maybe fell out when I was like, I don't even know what a hymen, like yeah, what? And so it's just, I think being around other people, being able to come out of the bubble that had been brought up in that allowed me to be like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess it's not, there are alternative options to this conversation or to this attitude. But then um, Nyam brought up something that I want to discuss because you said it was a, like, it took a while before you figured out pleasure. And I feel like a lot of times women are not allowed that or were not taught that. Um, so I wanted to find out um, what are your thoughts on self-pleasuring as a woman because society doesn't allow you to figure out what you want um and i based this on a conversation i was seeing on shan budram's podcast so she was talking to a guy who was like men also lovers and friends lovers mm. and friends right and she was talking about how men are also so it's just get in get out you know it's that like instant gratification of i had an orgasm and i'm done but there's so many other elements to pleasure, whatever it is in sex. It's not just like the orgasm. So what are your thoughts on self-pleasure? Yes or no? Um, I'm going to say yes. But I will also bring up a different angle. Because like Nyam and like Gadoni, like growing up, it was always that conversation of sex around shame um, and not wanting to have it because you did not want to bring shame to your family because God forbid you're the 16 and pregnant. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or anything yeah. like that. You just yeah. don't want to be that girl. And we grew up in a place where it did not happen that often. You know what I mean? Like we all have like that one or two friends who had to be that person going through that process and it wasn't easy for them them I'm sure so even coming into marriage and like nyam where it's now the right quote-unquote institution for you to um feel these feels 
it was hard. You know what I mean? Because you have that switch in your head that has to happen of, um, I'm supposed to enjoy this now. I thought I was supposed to be avoiding this the entire time. Yeah, I'm going like, to help. How basically. am I supposed to all of a sudden like switch it? I was talking to um Christian and Christian said this so perfectly. I feel like his analogy was a light switch when it comes to women. Like how we grew up is like when it comes to sex, it's an off button. We don't talk about it. We avoid it. We if you're having it, shame, 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 shame. But wait until you get this piece of paper from the government that says you're legally bound to another person. Mm. That light switch automatically switches and you're supposed to be this hypersexual being and like give it to your man or whatever it is. And you're supposed to change, but that's unrealistic. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you like, don't know what you you're doing. You can't expect for some... What are you doing? You know, you obviously understand the process of sex or how it's supposed to happen in theory scientifically um but when it comes to like actually figuring it out for you because it's also not one size fits all um it was a process for me but I feel like I allowed myself to have that moment of self-pleasure too and Shan, Shan Budram is actually one of the resources that I, I, I wouldn't say she taught me about it because she wasn't around those days, but like now in my adult years, like listening to her conversations, she's just like a really good resource for sex education because that's her background. Um, it was easier for me to realize like, hey, how am I supposed to allow someone to show me or pleasure me when I don't even know how to pleasure myself I don't even know what I like you know what I mean um so I had to go on that journey for myself in order to better my relationship Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and I think it so I'm all for like self-pleasure you know what I mean because how can you really tell someone what you need if you don't know what you need for yourself Mm, yeah I feel the same way. That's the angle I take it from. Yeah. I feel the same way, especially I'm not in, I've not gotten married, you know, so I haven't been in that space, but I feel like for me, in as much as I'm team, yes, now, there was a journey of guilt that went with it because there's that self-pleasure will lead you to hell. You know, I feel like any version calling it self-pleasure, let's call it what it used to be Oh, masturbation. Sorry. Masturbation. Yeah, that's now the one with the weight of the devil. Yeah, yeah it's right. like you're going to go to hell. And I remember like just a guilt. I remember there's a time. <laughs> I remember there's a time with one of my friends. I went to her with like a whispered confession. I was like, oh my God, I did this. She's like, girl, everyone does that. I was like, what? <laughs> but I thought I was dying. I thought I was going to hell. What are you talking about? Everybody does it, you know? And it's just those moments of, you know, and, and in the Bible, they're always like spilling the seed and sidri, what, what, what. And the the crazy thing is, even if you take that verse in context, what it actually is about, it's not just spilling seed for masturbation. It's because in that time, traditionally, women were like... Oscar! As he said, it's time to eat. He's not even eating. He's playing with a container. But women were like, um, my husband dies, okay? I'm meant to be inherited by his brother. 
because it's now his brother's responsibility to carry the line. But if I'm having sex with his brother, he shouldn't be up, like he shouldn't pull out, basically. That's where they're talking about spilling the seed. So he shouldn't pull out because then he is a problem by law because he's trying to stop his brother's line, right? So even in the way we were being taught, it was wrong. Like it wasn't in context of how it was done in the Bible. And so this whole fear of masturbation and self-pleasure and you're going to die and it's, you're going to hell was taught on a false basis. Like it was, it was a lie. You know, it's that thing of when you take a verse out of context and you're like, this is what I have said it means. Go ye forth and go to hell, you know. So I feel like a, a lot of my journey with self-pleasure was guilt. Well, I feel like that's just the journey of sexuality is guilt. Where it's just like every time you just be like, I'm mm. going to go to hell after this, Jesus. I'm so sorry. I just, I, you know, that and yeah. Nyam, what about you? What are your thoughts? I'm pro, yes, um, but like I like I think I don't know that I have much to add to what you guys were saying, but it's always like from a place of guilt first, and then like okay, but what do I actually like? Um, and I guess it's also in learning, self research. Um, I guess yeah, like I think Shan Budram is one of those like that's a good resource, but we also have a cousin, um, who is very open about um, sex toys and self-pleasure. And so I think having a relative be so open about it makes it maybe a little less stigmatized as well. Um, So she might not know this, but I think she's been a big part of opening my mind beyond the confines of what like what do I actually believe about these things or, you know, those kinds of things. But I'm 100% pro. I also feel like, um, I think it's it's that a lot of people only feel like it's okay to admit to it because you're learning yourself. Um, but sometimes I'm like, you can also just be single and be okay in a season of singlehood and not want to complicate your life adding people into the mix, you know, Um, and that's also okay, you know, so whether that's with a toy or, you know, however it is for better sleep, whatever the case may be, I'm just like, I'm here for it. (laughs) Yes, sleep. You said melatonin. (laughs) (laughs) So hilarious. (laughs) For exercise too, because you do lose calories. Burn, oh. let it burn, let it burn. Anyway, so have you experienced? And if you have influenza, eh? it's good too. Oh, it sweats out the fever. Swear it out. Hey, you said get that fever. disease out of you. Burn your punani. Huh? for me, baby. No. Everything. My good love, make it turn into. <laughs> you guys. Oh. Don't get me started on the dance hall game. You know I can please, I please, can tend to we apologize. Um yeah. <laughs> so with how you grew up in the church with African culture and everything, is there a certain thing that happened that challenged your perception? Like what made you go, huh? I don't know if what I've been learning is or what made you go on a tangent of self discovery, as in like figuring out things for yourself and what works for you. 
when it came to the church for me the one thing that personally i noticed when it came to sex number one that the bible doesn't even mention it that much so why mm. are we as a church spending so much time talking about it as soon as i did that research for myself and realized how little in comparison to how much we talk about it the bible mentions it i was able to detach from the church's views to the bible's views because unfortunately those are different things mm. now another thing was i saw how the church treated the people that had children speak mm. on it our friends you know we yeah. all have friends who went through that you mm. know what i mean had an oops when they were younger either college or high school ended up with a child the way they were treated through that process also kind of made me like i don't know i don't know about this you know what i mean yeah yeah so unfortunately for me it was just one of those things that made just another thing that the church has been doing that made me push away from the church which is so unfortunate because i think about like me as a person thankfully i still love god you know what i mean pushed away from the church but how the many bible though were mm. pushed mm. away from the church mm. away from the bible as well but that's a whole True. other conversation that's a whole other conversation yeah so that's kind of how it is for me nayambura okay so I think for me, um, some of the things that shifted for me um, was experiencing the way people in the church will treat things as different. So, for example, let's talk about like sexual immorality, which is what they will call sex before marriage, right? Um, mm-hmm. what, what's mm-hmm. the word for it? Uh, it was called? um i can't what is premarital sex no, but it used to be called the uh, fornication yeah fornication. so <laughs> <laughs> if we where was the trigger yes. warning <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry so i think for me the thing was um it's treated very differently when a man has fornicated his whole life before his marriage versus when a woman has you know so it's like oh my god she had various partners versus oh my god you know he was just a boy you know um you know or even sometimes they'll chalk it up to like experience a man comes into the home with like some you know vibes uh, he, he now knows how to be a man or whatever it depends there are various ways to look up, up at it so for me that perspective of but why is it different you know like a man has to get over the fact that you really slept with someone other than him before you married him versus you who should just be like oh well i mean i guess you are just young that's boys do i mean boys will be boys or whatever that for me just i was like mm. okay if we're saying fornication is fornication see then fornication is fornication number one number two 
um and i guess maybe for me this is a bit later is when i was like oh but fornication is a problem but um what's it called adultery is not yeah so i feel like the church will be very strong on sex outside of marriage but for people who are married and having affairs it's forgiveness or you know everyone we fall down but we get up we fall down we get up. but we hey. get up you know so i'm just saying this hmm, there's just a double standard but that goes up. Up. <laughs> yeah sitting well in my spirit um so for me i was just like eh, i think i i need to query some of these things for myself you know and i think even like at church you'll hear things around uh, like soul ties you know that every person that you have sex with leaves a little bit of their soul with you and you know that they're, they're like some really heavy uh things that i feel like i used only in specific contexts where it is relevant to either shame um or guilt um but it is not across the board um and for me that's now when i started to be like hey please uh, actually no the real life is is not the math is not mathing um so i guess those are some of the things where i've been like my disconnect with the church or even it was like finding out later you know you find someone who has been part of that uh, abstinence till marriage campaign and then you discover that they're also like having seven babes on the side and i remember like the disillusionment literally <laughs> just being like what <laughs> you know um and i guess at that age like it matters <laughs> it matters that the person that you really believe in is driving this agenda um is not actually living the truth that they they preach um so i think those are some significant things that made me just want to know for myself and even understand like the basis like conviction because we all have the holy spirit in us because sometimes i'm like i I don't know that I would if I had a daughter tell her she had to wait until marriage and these are things I'm still processing so I don't know for a fact what my position is but I'm like you can also be in a loving committed relationship and not have that guilt I don't know I mean I just I feel different yeah. than how I grew up thinking about these things um and it's also something that I pray a lot about because I'm like Hey, yeah it's 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 not anyway i usually say god is able to handle my questions so i i don't worry but, in that sense but there are just some things that i'm like mm 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 question mark yeah that makes sense facts <laughs> yeah yeah for me for me it was like shiko watching my friends go through the thing where like it's someone who was of the church it's just like um hi so you need to leave the worship team um if you come to church you need to sit at the back don't sit in the front anymore and it's just like i don't know who told you to take ownership i mean if you're going to be like all children are from god how then yeah are you going to take someone i get not quote unquote putting them on stage because you're like oh we are encouraging or whatever it is but i'm just like tell them sit at the back of the church is 
under whose authority because again is in the judgment to be a place of love the other thing i think my greatest <laughs> it's gonna sound silly but i think my greatest lesson or challenge for what i'd learned is i didn't die and i mean like <laughs> i wasn't struck by lightning you know there was this thing of like the earth will you will have sex and then the bed will be swallowed into the earth and then you'll die and everyone will wonder what happened and to be like yeah, she it was had always sex fear based yeah man it and it was like fear based and it wasn't like it was like you'll be struck by lightning and you'll die and if you don't you'll have aids and if you don't i'm just like the fact that none of those things have happened to me nah and i know with conviction that jesus loves me is just like one of those things where i'm just like guys we need to like Wait, do you know how i know jesus loves me have you seen me i mean look who at my life if i'm not god's favorite who, who is me so thank you nyam uh, i got you girl okay. this one was in her defensive yeah, yeah. mode she, she didn't take the she didn't take the i really bait. was i was ready to fight <laughs> she didn't i'm sorry she, she didn't bait it i am weak but he's strong praise the lord <laughs> but yeah i think it is it's that thing and then also as i have like she was saying learned the bible for myself it is realizing that some of the conversations and stories we are told versus how they are in the bible is not the same and god's view on i don't say his view on sex but the bible how the bible shows sex is not the same as we are taught because like you're going to tell me to pray for boaz when ruth made him drunk and had sex with him while he was drunk like guys let's have a conversation about this why aren't you teaching me that to get my boys i should make him drunk and sleep with him because that should be the story i mean like if you're going to tell me to pray for this man i'm just like no but i'm just like you see the thing is no but i'm serious they won't teach you the story but no seriously they won't teach you the story in the way that it is because they're afraid of the questions and i just wish sometimes tradition and the church was not afraid of the questions i wish we had a space where yeah. we could be like okay but why okay explain to yeah. me how so that you can be like it's not in the bible but us guys believe and i'll be like okay i'd rather you tell me it's not in the bible but don't come at me because like even esther okay we are told about how she saved the people of israel but this woman was groomed for how many months in order to become queen mm. now if a man left his wife because she did not present her beauty in front of his friends You're trying to tell me Esther became queen doing what? Let's have that conversation. You don't want to have that conversation with me and you want to present mm-hmm. it as she was God's queen. If Esther was God's person and Ruth was God's person, she was still used by God. She mm-hmm. was used by God, she but I always say God is God of what? Okay? Because those two women <laughs> tell me a different story than what you're trying to teach me, you know? So I'm just like <laughs> in conclusion, give me the right conversation. Like lightning. tell me the truth. and let me translate it for myself you know like tell me tell me the truth and tell me okay this is what happened with her but for these reasons we should you should not use that route but don't tell me pray for boas anyway um <laughs> as we are coming to a close hey i sound like i'm in the church praise the lord as we're coming to a close of this session i want to say thank you <laughs> to my guests um are there resources that you've um found valuable so shiko i know you've mentioned shan but are there other things that you found valuable in your journey nyambura what are your resources who have you gone to <laughs> who can i run to um honestly i 
I feel like the World Wide Web, <laughs> I think it's just <laughs> a great resource. Okay, tell um, us your, your Google search. What were you writing? What was your search? You no, know, I feel like, uh, I, I don't know that I have a specific Google search, but like, I think Shan Budram is like a good resource because she's not just like, uh, she comes from it from a scientific point of view, you know, like her understanding of psychology is also important. Um, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's an Instagram page. I think it's called Crave, Crave, Crave.com. Um, I think they also have some really nice nuggets or just like thoughts every once in a while. I'm like, Oh, okay. And again, those are based on sharings from this cousin of ours that I told you about. Um, I think maybe also just like my own research. Uh, that's why I'm like the web. I can't tell you like one time I've searched something. You know, when you're getting married young, the books they give you are like intended for pleasure and like the act of marriage where like the sex is still so shrouded in like the gospel, which, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but I'm like, those books are also written by white men. You know, like, you know, I mean, mm. so it's it's yeah. to think about yeah. um, where can I find resources? Sometimes it's even just hearing other people's experiences. Honestly, I think I learn the most from people who have honest, open conversations. Um, and of course, that's opening yourself up. So I think it's being in places where you can have people who can be vulnerable with you. Um, and who are not afraid of being asked questions because that's the other thing there are people who will tell you like oh we had such a great time but you ask a question and it's suddenly like you're judging me or you know like or someone doesn't want to be called out or you know like I don't want to you, you don't want someone to flag that you know I don't know if that's healthy you know or that point of view so um, yeah I think it's still just learning I, I love that nowadays people are a bit more open around like sexual experiences and maybe it's because we're older as well maybe older people have always been this open and because we were younger we didn't have access to the information or we were not in the environment where we could hear these things um but yeah i think those are like my resources if i think of anything else i can share and experience fam Ooh. Life, yeah, you're right. Life, oh, oh, that's what you meant. My bad, Chico. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, Shan is a good Shan is a good resource. Um, we'll link her stuff to this episode. Um, there's also this one podcast that I listen to. It's called Well, I haven't listened to them in a while, but it's called Girls Gotta Eat. They're just two white girls who talk about like um stories and relationships and everything but they have such great guests and a lot of times they'll have guests um that are experts in the field or like doctors that specialize with um specific subjects i know they do a really good job of their website um and filtering out their episodes um based on topics so girlsgottaeat.com i think is what it is um they had an episode with um a doctor who does abortions and it was another just sidebar but like it was 
such an interesting conversation and the research that I found on how or she talked about on how safe it is to actually do abortions and stuff like that really blew my mind um and it's another topic that's very taboo but anyway they talk about all those kinds of things and there's a bunch of episodes on um sex and everything um it's very interesting to think about like if we had mini me's or actually guys if you guys were to think about like your childhood sorry i know we were ending no. but no 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 we're not, it's fine go off <laughs> um what would you change about how you educated or how you were educated about sex what would you change about how you were educated about sex for me i, w- I would be a lot more open i think with my children um so and I and it's like small things because I feel like those are the things that usually trip I in terms of like this goes here and this is what happens that's like basic you can I mean kids are watching stuff on the internet all the time or even experimenting Everyone knows that. Yeah everybody knows that but it's like things like you know UTIs and you know like small things like there's some things associated with infections smears it's wild you know yeah there's like even pap smears but like even like waxing you know versus not waxing or hmm, how to shave how to shave there are like so many things that you're just discovering in this ghetto of life that i'm like i would want to remove those barriers for my children that i'm like it shouldn't be you know so that you don't feel shame you know like with an ingrown hair you know they're just like some things that affect your self-esteem in those areas that i'm like are unnecessary if you had the opportunity to have open conversations um about it so i think that's the thing i i would i would probably shudder and there are some things i might not want to but I think part of wanting to be a parent is working through whatever that is, that yak is for myself to be able to offer a healthy place for my child to have that conversation with me without them worrying that I will love them less or that I will judge them um, because of it. Yeah, there definitely needs to be a change with how people are talked to or like told about sex in those puberty years because Mm. your body is changing like biologically there's stuff that's going on with you that makes you crave those sexual experiences so instead of just being like don't look at this girl like this or don't whatever why don't we explain to our kids what's actually going on you know Mm. or even how we all know about fallopian tubes but we don't know anything about clitoris. Yeah. As in, come on. Like, there's some... That's why I'm like, there's... The way it's taught is, is different. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Go ahead, Gabani. I feel, I feel like I'd teach... I'd teach my child younger only because... I feel like... First, we've established I don't children, but I feel like the education needs to happen younger because there's... A lot of people being taken advantage of 
and they don't know that what is happening is wrong. You know what I mean? So mm. as a person who was in that position at a young age, I don't think it's something that you want. I don't want my child to have to wonder or discover later that what happened is, you know, a bad thing. I think it's important for us to have that conversation. Yeah, so that they know. Like, I want to be able to tell my child, if this happens, say no. And if no, have this open level of communication. To be like, mom! You know, I think that's an important thing. Because I think what people don't understand in sex education, we're not just trying to prevent pregnancies and diseases and everything. We're actually trying to save people who are vulnerable and can be taken advantage of. And if you don't have the conversation, then you're not protecting that child or that whoever it is, whether it's a teenager or younger, it goes beyond the repercussions of having sex or how comfortable I am to have it as a wife or how, you know, it's not about that. It's about the child understanding themselves outside of pleasure. You know, it's understanding your body. It's, this is my private parts. You know, like those things for, these are my private parts. No one can touch them. If that's what I have to tell my two-year-old, you know, so that they come and be like, mom, this person did this, you know. And I think it's educating myself. I feel like as a parent, it would be educating myself that at every level, I have the um, communication or the words to be able to teach it to my child at the level they're at. And I'm not going to show my child at two a fallopian tube or whatever it is or understand the repercussions of pregnancy, but there's a version that you can teach your two-year-old or, you know, your four-year-old. Or now when your child gets into like now puberty, there's a version you can teach them. And I think in every space, you know, like now when my child is turned 17, I'm like, I'm sure those resources, I'm sure those resources exist. They exist. We just For like sure. parents, if you, if you know of any resources that, um, they do exist are yeah. beneficial in, um, teaching kids about their sex education, please, please let us them. know. And my resources would be, number one, the Love Hour podcast. Um, you know, I'm obsessed with their own stages. But Kevin and Melissa had a podcast where they talk about marriage. It's ended now, but they used to, she did a really good conversation. Like she talked a lot about purity culture and what it did for her and her growth from it and all of that. And they had sexologists on the podcast come in as well and talk about things like, you know how we were talking about earlier, if the wife is has a higher drive for sex and things like that and that type of conversation. All of that is covered on their podcast. The other one I would say you follow, especially if you're a Christian and you're just like, eh, I don't know, there's a Christian sexologist. Now, if you've seen me with that, it's the clit for me jumper that I absolutely adore. It's from her. It's called the Intimacy Farm. You can find her on Instagram at the Intimacy Farm. Her name is Brittany Smith, something like that. I forget her middle name, but she is a very good resource for especially if you're in the church and trying to figure out like self-pleasure sex abstinence not to abstain all of those things she's a very good resource so i'd say check out the intimacy farm as well and thank you everybody for being here today i hope you enjoyed the episode and today i'm gonna throw it to shiko where can they find us <laughs> They can find us at OKKiasi everywhere. That is O-K-A-Y-K-I-A-S-I. And if you do not want to reach out to us on social media, 
um, go ahead and write us an email. Okaykiasi at gmail.com. As always, I'm Shiko. I'm Nyam. And I'm Gavani. This has been Okay Kiasi. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.